Welcome to the Mad Writers Union. Speculative destruction, one episode at a time. I'm Jay Wolf. I'm Tim Berger. And I'm Nina Niskanen. And today we thought we would talk about reward systems. Different ways to motivate ourselves to do all of the hard work that we need to do, but also not feel like doing the work is an out-and-out punishment. So a short while ago, Elizabeth Baer wrote a post about the danger of burnout in the creative profession, especially since the response cycle for traditionally published fiction is so very, very long. Yes. (laughs) And in it, she talked about creating various cookies that you can deserve by doing the work. That's basically why I suggested this episode, because rewards can be hard. You're doing something that's mostly sedentary, unless you're, of course, Kevin J. Anderson, who does most of his writing while hiking. Really? <laughs> There's that, yeah. Since we are aiming at the people who may not necessarily like already have a book on contract, that some of the reward is non-existent at this point. Yeah. Yes. We don't even know if the book that we're working on is going to go anywhere for, yeah, one or two years. But I mean, that assumes that the first agent you contact is completely down with the book and the first publisher they contact is completely down with the book, which is not likely. Yeah. And the other thing, especially if you're kind of doing what I'm doing right now is more short stories. Usually your reward system right now, if you're doing short stories, is hoping that you get a nice rejection. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's, uh, you need, I think you need a little more pull than that. (laughs) Yeah. Messed up and and accurate. I had a friend of mine, I critiqued a story for him and he wrote me back. He goes, oh, hey, I, I thanks for doing all that work on that story. I got a nice rejection. I'm so <laughs> stoked, but yet I'm still not. <laughs> but that's kind of a, not the kind of rewards that we were talking about here today. So do you reward yourselves? Well, let me, yeah, let me, <laughs> let me talk to you about uh, my problem with sometimes the reward systems. My problem with reward systems is that it takes more self-control to actually do reward systems for me than it is to treat myself, you know? Sure. Yeah. It, it's actually really easy to treat myself because I, you know, I, I don't have any significant barriers to get around. If I want to go out and treat myself to, like, a donut, there's no barrier for me to getting that donut <laughs> other than you know, shoving money across the the, uh, counter. And part of Bear's point was that since we're doing this sort of sedentary thing, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be rewarding ourselves with actual cookies. Uh... Because then it leads to the problem Kevin J. Anderson's trying to avoid. (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) In terms of physical items, so I don't usually actually use a reward system, and that is probably part of my problem. But that's also because I am one of those impulse people, so I try to avoid making stuff like that a spending money kind of thing because then it just it turns into making excuses for spending money on stuff sure however i did give myself a reward for surviving rival paradise yay i didn't die i bought myself a small minifig that was uh like a 3d printed item oh, because that's it right. was you tiny yeah. and takes up almost no space so it's not like a clutter problem it's not contributing to the junk accumulation mm-hmm. uh but also is not a, a food item type thing 
I think a lot of writers themselves, they want to feel impulsive because that somehow helps with their creativity. I know that's the way that I kind of feel. Is like if I have restrictions on some of the impulsive things that I do, that might magically limit something else. I know that's crap. So you know, there's a certain amount of psyching yourself out that goes with this, which I think mm -hmm. was part of what Elizabeth's article was about. So I started using this site called 750 Words. Mm -hmm. It's based on Julia Cameron's theory of morning pages. So you write three pages of anything in the morning right after you wake up and you do this every day and yes. profit. So I've been doing this 750 words every day since sometime before Christmas. And what they have is these monthly challenges. So you do the 750 words every morning for one month. Mm -hmm. And you write out a contract saying that I will write 750 words every day. And if I do that, I will treat myself to whatever. And if not, I will donate X amount of dollars to 750words.com. Mm -hmm. That kind of gamification really works for me. And the stuff that I've been rewarding myself with is stuff that I would not actually necessarily get myself just as an impulse buy. So I've been wanting to learn to play guitar since I was a teenager. <laughs> and my February re reward was a starter guitar. Nice. And that's not anything that I would ever get for myself as an impulse buy, but it's something that makes me really, really happy and is not contributing to the size of my waistline. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent gift to yourself in a lot of ways because for people in arts, it's always nice to kind of have some cross-pollination and what have you, and being able to learn music actually helps you in ways in your writing as well. So yeah, that's a great reward for yourself. There's a lot of writers that do play something. Yes. So Yeah, I think there's a high overlap between different types of creativity like that. Yes. I don't make music because I am really not naturally inclined in that direction, but I, I do draw and sculpt and do things like that. So I have a similar sort of, I, I have the ability to sort of use that as an alternate creative outlet when I, I don't have other directions to go in. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you find more effective? Because I know that there are positive reward systems and negative reward systems. For example, uh, I'm trying to remember the website, Write or Die. Yeah. So the people not familiar with Write or Die, Write or Die is essentially, basically, you need to keep your fingers moving until you hit your target. And if you stop for any length of time, it starts erasing your words. Not necessarily. That's only if you go in kamikaze mode. There are various modes. So yeah. okay. there's the reward mode where if you keep yourself moving, you get the soft kittens purring in your ear <laughs> and, and a nice, lovely, inspiring background of forest or beach or stuff like that. If you stop, however... <laughs> Back when I was still the kind of writer who could do NaNoWriMo, one of my friends built me a variation on Written Kitten. Uh, which oh, we, yeah. We playfully dubbed uh, Riddleston Hiddleston, which I imagine <laughs> you can probably guess the direction we went with it. You can use Written Kitten <laughs> to do that. Yeah, Written Kitten is like the positive reward system. Write or Die is like the negative reward system. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
the thing that Tim was talking about is kamikaze mode, which if you stop writing for long enough, it starts erasing the stuff you've written. I have a hard time motivating myself. So I, I came up with a good, just from hearing you guys talk about it, I think activities, rewarding yourself with activities is more productive than act, rewarding yourself with things, essentially. Sure. So that's that's going to be very helpful because that's more motivating for me. Um, but I, I think that also kind of points out that you, again, I go back to this again, you kind of have to know yourself to know what makes you happy, motivated, so that you can reward yourself in the right way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. That's really important, but it's also kind of important to keep the work from becoming work as such. Yeah. If you see what I mean. No, go into that. I'm curious. We're doing this because we love it. Right. I'm basically doing two jobs, one of which is not paying me at all at this point, but I'm doing that second job because I love it. Mm -hmm. I can't live without it. I've been telling stories since I was, since before I can remember. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to not let it become a job like that. I mean, there is an argument for making it a job in that it's something that you do and that you do it regularly, but that it's a job that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. Because that's, if you're not enjoying it, 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 there's no tangible benefit. Or at least you have to enjoy some part of it. Because I know yeah. that I... I mean, there's, yeah. there's always the tooth-pilling parts of it. But I mean, at the yep. same time, it's there still has to be something that's holding you there that you're interested in, that you are that you feel compelled by. Yes. Um, and that's that's also kind of important. So in a sense, it's... I mean, of course, it's going to, at times, be hard, and it's going to feel like like work. But on the other hand, it's also, it's not mandatory for any of us to be doing this. Yeah. I mean, okay, there are people who will care if I stop doing this tomorrow, but... I won't starve. Right. Mm -hmm. And kind of circling back to what you're saying here, and I I think, let me just kind of extend off your point. Yes, please. Thank you. (laughs) You, as a writer, uh, talking to the the you out there, you are the only person who is going to stop or keep you going. Because nobody else really is going to keep you in, in, when you're, when you're at a you know, normal nine to five job, you have a boss, if you're not doing the work, is going to st- start sticking you in the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and say, please do your job because we're paying you to do something. Whereas as a writer, you don't have the same, unless you're locked into a 10 year contract um, <laughs> or something like that. Which is oh come on! I think rare. Scalzi loves it. Oh, I'm sure he does, but he's also <laughs> well, not that's worried just it. about it. I feel it. like he's built a reward system around the work itself. Yes, I don't know what yep. what other things he's got going, <clears throat> but like I feel like he's one of those writers who's definitely able to internalize that kind of motivation, and that's actually a really good example. But he's also probably one of the few writers out there. I mean, other than the people who are really locked into the large contracts. Or the multi-book contracts where they have the outside prodding of saying, please get this done. Right. The position that we're in, 
nobody is really nobody's breathing down your neck yeah right right and i i've actually it's kind of interesting if you look at some of the writing books especially the beginning writing books and what have you i've seen a number of them especially in the introduction that actively try to talk people out of being a writer (laughs) (laughs) yes i I don't know entirely what the motivation is but i kind of get it because it's tough and you have to motivate yourself and there's no one else who's going to do the work well yeah so that's why the reward systems are very valuable and necessary to set up so activities are good is there anything else out there that's helpful that will spurn you on get you moving get you going friends are also good friend writer friends sometimes i use books as a motivation not not so much as like to to buy the books but that i sort of use the like i'm going to give myself a little extra time to finish reading this thing or that thing if i get this project done or whatever i'm in a slightly different situation from both of you guys in that self-motivation on the writing front is a little bit more complex because I'm freelancing right now, so all of my spare time is, like, to call it spare time is kind of difficult because <laughs> none of it is really fair. <laughs> the old freelancers. <laughs> so free time really is it is more costly. Oh, interesting. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. So I have to be kind of precious about that multitasking working on on more than one thing at one time is sort of almost a requirement and so doing things like okay if i finish this xyz thing then i get to knit for an hour or write for an hour or you know or or read for an hour like all of those things become more valuable and nina you're you're gonna mention something about friends right i was talking about you know writing friends who can help you come up with stuff like reward systems we always seem to kind of circle back to that it comes up <laughs> i would say just about every episode <laughs> that that you really do need to have somebody that you can bounce this kind of stuff off of yes. communities that you can reach out to and and things like that and we've definitely listed a few every time yeah. that that's come up and we'll we'll have to put some more of those in the show notes but yeah it definitely is it, it is helpful remind yourself that you're not alone yes right and sometimes those friends will have ideas about what will work and what won't work and what works yeah. for them. And Yeah, yeah, suggestions that you can borrow from. Yep. That kind of thing. Okay. So, in conclusion, remember to reward yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because no one else will necessarily at this point in time. This is, this is true. And even if people do, that reward will come way late. Yes. Finding ways to reward yourself is not necessarily purely in physical goods. Sometimes it is in other activities or learning experiences that help to expand your world beyond your current limits. Things like music, uh, museums, classes. We've talked about classes before. Yeah, Yeah, not not necessarily just writing classes, but, you know. Yeah, uh, classes and stuff you want to know about. Yeah. Sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and in my case, I mean, even just the reward of hanging out with friends, because my time is really tight with the family and, and a job that I have to drive a long way to. So that's valuable for me if I can find time to write and reward myself with being able to spend time with quality people. That's part of my reward. That's what keeps me going and driving forward. So, yeah, absolutely.
So, Tim, have you read any good books lately? Ah,、uh, yes, I have. And the book that I've been reading lately, and I am absolutely falling in love with、uh, for a number of reasons, is "Word Puppets" by Mary Robinette Cole. Yes, it is a collection. I want that one.、Uh, it's so good. It's a collection of her short stories, and it's mostly presented in chronological order. There's a couple that are out of order, but you get to see her progression in writing a short story and the things that she does, and you get to see her craft. Even her early stories are very good, but you get to see her craft get better and better and better, and it's amazing.、Yeah. It's really good. Not only that, there is a hilarious introduction by Patrick Rothfuss in there. <laughs> It's ah. For those of you who haven't encountered this, the reason this is funny is because a year two ago, Patrick Rothfuss got started on Twitter, and he had a competition between three unknown people. I think three people who were not identified. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, until after,、mm-hmm. and himself, and himself, and they all pretended to be Patrick Rothfuss on Twitter for a month, I think.、Mm-hmm. Oh boy! And Mary won. Yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> she got his style down. <laughs> she was more Patrick、Several、Rothfuss. Times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was more Patrick <laughs> Rothfuss more Patrick. than Patrick Rothfuss was. <laughs> How do you they, out Rothfuss? They, Rothfuss. They they、yeah. they had problems because、um, Twitter actually、uh, <laughs> verified Mary's <laughs> account <laughs> several times. Yeah,、oh, that story is actually because, in the introduction. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, it starts. Although I haven't read the book, so okay. Yeah.、Uh, anyway, it starts at the, her at her earliest stories. And then it moves all the way through to I think、uh, Lady Astronaut of Mars.、I、believe that one did that win the Hugo Nebula something like that. It was yeah. There was there was、no. a whole big thing about that with won Hugo, something. It eventually won Hugo, I believe, for the um for the the novella version. Okay. Yeah. Because originally it was released as an audio production. Okay. But yeah, it's it's a fantastic book, and I'm learning a lot about craft, and the stories are very entertaining. She's an excellent short story writer. So, yes, Jay, what are you reading? So I have been reading "Make Art, Make Money" by Elizabeth Hyde Stevens. I hesitate to call it a biography, but it's sort of a breakdown of Jim Henson's career, almost a study assessment of yeah, the way that he approached the business of making art. And the ways in which he was able to make that successful, to a certain extent, I would say that some of it is a little bit more on the biography side than about the advice side. But my sister bought me this book purely because of the Henson connection, because puppetry. While I'm not necessarily a puppeteer myself, puppetry is one of those things that kind of. I'm trying to think of a way to put it. I used to work for Tom McLaughlin's studio, and so I've done. A lot of different things with puppetry, and in terms of sculpture, that's a direction that I've gone before. So there was a family connection to the book, and then what my sister didn't know going into that is that I did decide to go freelance full time in January, and so that the book has been sort of singularly helpful in 
allowing me to look at the art side of the work that I'm doing and figure out ways, uh, literally, uh, to incorporate that into my business. And that's that's been in, incredibly valuable to me while I'm still kind of trying to figure out my path. Well, Nina, what did you pick out? So I've been having trouble with the plotting of my book which we discussed in an earlier episode and since Sean and Maguire does everything that I want to be doing I've been reading rereading Sean and Maguire books so I'm going to go ahead and recommend Velveteen versus the Multiverse <laughs> yes and well yes Velveteen is basically a a superhero who animates toys. And this is a world where superheroes are common and they are more or less all of them controlled by a corporation, which is somewhat a hybrid of Disney and American cheerleading. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Oh. Tim is feeling ill. That is the worst. <laughs> yes. And the most hero-facing part of that corporation is the marketing department. <laughs> Velveteen, due to various reasons, left the Super Patriots Inc. when she turned 18. And since then, she's been trying to build her rebuild her life and well a corporation is just not going to let their little toys wander off and do stuff that they want to do so you know velveteen versus the multiverse i i think i found my next book i'm gonna read because that sounds amazing (laughs) you you might also want to start with velveteen versus the Junior Super Patriots. I think it's Junior Super Patriots and not something like okay. that. Yeah, I think that was the first one, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I'll look up the Velveteen books then. Yeah, Velveteen yes. Versus. Velveteen Versus. Right. Very important. Cool. Because Velveteen books refer <laughs> yeah, to the toy rabbit. Yeah, that silly rabbit. <laughs> yes. Also appropriate here. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, I highly recommend. Uh, Sean and Maguire basically writes these for fun and then publishes them as as books afterwards i was gonna say so, doesn't she doesn't the, don't they originate on live journal because i feel like that's where i read them yes they do she publishes all of them on on live journal and then i'm not Packages actually them, sure about the publishing process but i adore them superheroes and nebulous corporations and seasons as entities in and of themselves This has been the Mad Writers Union. Now let's get to work. Our intro music is Cephalopod, and our interlude music is Exotics, both by Kevin McLeod at Incomtech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Greetings, friends. How about scheduling a reward for yourself, like writing a note to your favorite podcast? 
You can reach us at our website, madwritersunion.com. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash themadwritersunion. You can tweet to us on our Twitter handle, at madwritersunion. And last but not least, you can email us at madwritersunion at gmail.com. Anyway, I've been doing these 750 pages in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need you to... Could you just be, backtrack and re-say that whole statement? Because otherwise I have to I have to stitch that together and there's always like a ton yeah. of stuff there. And 750 <laughs> pages is really Kevin J. Anderson territory, so... Yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to recommend something that is in no way rec- uh, connected to Mary Robin at <laughs> I am the rebel here.